2: Spelled O for open, W for web, A for application, S for security, P for project, software for instructions that tell a computer what to do, data for information stored on a computer, and integrity failures for support structures that are supposed to be sound that turn out to be faulty. Definition Code and data repositories that don't protect against unauthorized changes. Example sentence. Software and data integrity failures happen when an application relies upon plugins, libraries, or modules from untrusted resources, repositories, and content delivery networks, or CDNs. Origin and Context David Wickers and Jeff Williams, working for Aspect Security, a software consultant company, published an education piece in 2003 on the top software security coding issues of the day. That eventually turned into the OWASP Top 10, a reference document describing the most critical security concerns for web applications. Today, OWASP is an international team of security professionals led by the Foundation Executive Director and Top 10 Project Leader, Andrew Vanderstock. In 2021, the committee created a new category called Software and Data Integrity Failures and listed it at the number 8 position. The main idea is to protect code and data sources from unauthorized and undetected change. OWASP pundits have cited the 2020 SolarWinds Compromise as the perfect example of this kind of failure. In that attack campaign, hacker group APT29, also known as Nobelium, compromised the SolarWinds network, found the company's code repository, and inserted a remote-access Trojan, or RAT, into the SolarWinds Orion product, a commercial network management system. When some 18,000 customers downloaded the next software update for the Orion product, they also downloaded the RAT. OWASP recommends several mitigation tactics to defeat this kind of attack vector. Number one, sign internally developed software and insist commercial and open-source software that you use does the same. Number two, verify that you're only using code libraries from trusted repositories. Number three, scan internally developed and open-source software for known vulnerabilities. Number four, Establish a review process for code and configuration changes. And finally, number five, enforce segregation, configuration, and access controls on your continuous integration, continuous deployment pipeline. In the aftermath of the APT29 attacks, the SolarWind CISO, Tim Brown, rolled out a new software design strategy he called Secure by Design that incorporates many of the OWASP recommendations. But I want to be clear here. None of these mitigation strategies, if implemented by any of the 18,000 SolarWinds customers, would have protected them from the APT29 attack. From their view, the attack is a supply chain attack from a trusted vendor. Their best bet to reduce the probability of supply chain risk is to pursue a robust zero-trust strategy by severely limiting permissions and access by the Orion product. On the other hand, the OWASH recommendations are for those organizations who build their own software intended for both external and perhaps internal use, like SolarWinds. Nerd reference. In November 2021, MJ Shore, the Senior Vice President and Executive Director at the CompTIA ISAO, hosted Tim Brown, the SolarWinds CISO, to discuss the APT-29 attack. This clip is Tim describing his response in the initial hours after the attack notification. Uh,
0: D- December 12th, so it was a Saturday, our CEO got a call from Kevin Mandia and said, hey, we believe that you've shipped tainted code. Of course, I got a call very quickly after that. And then got a call with the um, CTO for uh, FireEye. We went through details very quickly we realized that yes, that's the case. So we started marshalling people together and started working on kind of the response. This one was different in that we didn't need to do a lot of research to determine, hey, this was real, right? It was like, boom, got it. It's real. We started pulling the right people together on Saturday and the right people together kind of interesting. Right. So that include our legal team. So we have DLA Piper as a external legal counsel learned afterwards that they're the largest legal firm in the world. But they came in with their forensics team. With them, we brought in CrowdStrike to start really a you know, macro investigation of the environment and start doing that. So this was all on Saturday as we're going through stuff first on the phone. Sunday morning, we were all in the office and started in a war room just working through all of the details because as a public company on Monday morning or Sunday night, we needed to get information out to essentially the street. So a 10K had to get filed. So timelines were just really compressed. FireEye was planning to be public with their information on Sunday. So there was a lot to do in those first,
2: first 24 hours. Word Notes is written by Nyla Genoey, executive produced by Peter Kilpie, and edited by John Petrick and me, Rick Howard. The mix, sound design, and original music have all been crafted by the ridiculously talented Elliot Peltzman. Thanks for listening.